0: Hey Story Pirates Podcast listeners, Lee here! I come to you today from inside of a T-Rex's stomach because, well, long story. But needless to say, it is a setting that we will revisit in today's episode, along with a racetrack, outer space, and the opera. All of that and more coming up after these quick words for the grown-ups.
1: This egg cream is delicious. I wish the
2: chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make
1: sure you tune in to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
3: And now, back to the show. This is out of
1: control! There's no way we make this jump.
4: Hey. You just gotta believe in family.
5: That's right, Van doozle. That's the power of family.
1: Eric, are you watching those swift and irritated movies again?
5: You know it, Nimini. This is the eighth one, where instead of just driving street boats underwater, they go on land and drive cars. It's all so thrilling. The swiftness of the cars, the irritation of the people driving the cars, and their undying commitment to family values. Sometimes I wish I could be an underground race car driver.
1: Have you ever tried going outside?
5: Wow, that's a little rude, don't you think? I don't tell you to go outside when you're cooped up in your lab doing your sciency things.
1: No, I meant you should literally go outside. This layer of the earth has a robust racing scene. Look out the window. Mm.
5: Emily, look! There's a the whole racetrack and everything! You have to help me build my own race car!
1: I don't know! I thought I was just a weird science person cooped up in her lap. Please, please, please! Ugh, fine. But only if you stop crying. I can't promise
4: that! <laughs>
3: We were just bored and said, hey, why don't we write a story? I have a huge imagination. If you only use your eyes, then you'll see less stuff. What if we include, like, aliens? We inspire each other. And the world will never be the same.
1: Welcome back to the Story Pirates Podcast, where we take stories written by kids and turn them into sketch comedy and songs.
5: And where we race to be the very best. How's the card coming, Nimini?
1: I've still got a lot of work to do. Why don't you do a
3: story while I keep building?
5: Oh, good idea. And here to introduce it is the author.
3: Hi, I'm Leo. I'm seven years old and I live in Washington. This is my story, Too Many T-Rexes.
2: Bye, Mom. I'm gonna go ride my skateboard! Wait a minute! Don't go too fast on your skateboard. Look both ways before you cross the street. No tricks. And remember, don't get eaten by any T-Rexes. Mama, I know to look out for T-Rexes. Gosh! There's too many T-Rexes out there. Okay, I'll be more careful, Mom. Gosh, bye! Ah, skateboarding on the open road. Just me and my board. What was that noise? Oh no, is that a T-Rex? Is that a T-Rex? Is that a- Ah! Well, it happened. I got eaten by a T-Rex. Oh brother, I better get out my flashlight. This T-Rex's insides are disgusting. Drink some probiotics, my dude. Hello? Hello? Ah, who are you? The name's Mark. How did you get here, kid? Well, I was running on my skateboard, and I was definitely paying attention to my
4: surroundings. You don't listen to your mom, huh?
2: Yeah, but I don't see what the big deal is. I'm careful. I don't need rules.
4: That's what I said the first time. The first time? I remember it like it was yesterday. I was on vacation. Hello and welcome to Prehistoric Island, the amusement park where scientists play with lizard DNA and fossilized amber to... Hey, everybody, check it out. You can open the windows. Sir, do not open the windows. That is very unsafe. Back to my presentation. (laughs) (gasps) Oh, there's a T-Rex. It's looking my way. Time for a selfie. Cheese. No, don't eat me. Well, it happened. I got eaten by a T Rex. Well, it happened again. I got eaten by a T Rex. It happened again. I got eaten by a T Rex. Park rangers tell me that I can't get a selfie. But I'm a rude dude with a rude dude. Now I'm in the mood cause I'm done as a fool. Give me the hibber, the 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 selfie. Yeah. Well, it happened again. I got eaten by a T Rex. I hope it don't happen again. The T-Rex sneezed me out. Wow. The park ranger gave me the stink eye after that.
2: I'm sorry that happened, but I got eaten by a T-Rex once, and that definitely won't happen to me a second time. That's what
4: I said. The second time. How many times have you been eaten by a T-Rex? I remember it like it was yesterday. I was at the YMCA taking a weekend writing workshop.
6: Hello, and welcome to Saturday Nights All Right for writing.
4: Hey, Miss Teacher!
6: Please, Miss Teacher is my mother. Call me Dr. Teacher. Oh,
4: Dr. Teacher. I didn't bring any pencil or paper.
6: All writing supplies are behind the doors to your right. Behind door number one are the pencils. Ooh. Ooh. Behind door number two is the paper.
4: Oh. Oh. What's behind door number three? Uh, I'm sorry, what? What's behind door number three?
6: Behind door number three is a bunch of T-Rexes. Whoa. Whoa. Do not open door number three.
4: Boring! I'm gonna open the door.
6: No! Oh, no! Don't eat me! Oh.
4: Well, it happened again. I got eaten by a T-Rex. Well, it happened again. I got eaten by a T Rex. It happened again. I got eaten by a T Rex. Attention, I ain't paying to a doctor teacher saying, Door number one, door number two. I thought it'd be fun not to listen to you. Skibbity habada babada shabada writing, yeah. Well, it happened again. I got eaten by a T Rex. I hope it don't happen again. Gross! I got sneezed out again. So you're telling me you've been eaten by a T-Rex twice? That's what I said. The third time. The third time? Like it was yesterday. I had just finished shopping for groceries. Ah, no rule breaking for me today. Just casually buying groceries at my local... Ah, a T-Rex! Okay, In fairness, I don't think that was my fault. How was I supposed to know that this T-Rex worked at a grocery store? <sighs> oh well. Well it happened again, I got eaten by a T-Rex. Wah!
2: The music! That's it! You got sneezed out of the first two T-Rexes because you were singing! Keep singing and the T-Rex will sneeze us out!
4: I'll give it a try. Well, it happened again. I got eaten by a T-Rex. It happened again. I got eaten by a T-Rex. I need to drop my hubris, cause it's time for dino mucus. Don't even know why I'm feeling so low. Wherever I go, I'm eaten by the nose. Skibbity the shibbity bibbity hip Yeah. Well, it happened again. I got eaten by a T-Rex. I hope it don't happen again. La, da, da. Oh, I hope it don't happen again. You did it! You got
2: us out of the T Rex.
4: I couldn't have done it without you, kid.
2: Thanks. Hey, maybe we should get out of here, you know, before we get eaten by a T Rex again.
4: You said it. You know, I think there are way too many T Rexes out there.
1: You think? The end. Story that was, was such really a good one. Exciting.
5: Wow, Nemini. this is the coolest race car I've ever seen. I mean, it's the only race car I've ever seen.
1: Eric, you do know how to drive a car, right?
5: Don't worry. With all the swift and irritated movies I've seen, I'm pretty sure I can figure out my way around the car. <laughs> You're in the passenger seat. Ah, uh, that explains why the steering wheel's missing.
1: <clears throat> there, I'm all ready. Put on your headset. I'll be in your ear the whole time to help guide you through the race. You'll need to listen carefully to my instructions.
7: I've got it. Welcome to the Underground Racing International. I am the announcer, just like I have been for the past 74,000 races. <sighs> what am I doing with my life? Racers, please approach the starting line so we can get this thing over with.
1: Eric, am I coming through on the headset? Yep. Great. Great. First things first. Safety check. Seatbelt? Check. Second seatbelt? Check. Seatbelt three through eight?
4: Uh, check.
1: Okay, just a few more seatbelts and you'll be ready to go.
5: (sighs) Nimini, I I think I've got enough seatbelts on.
1: Maybe you're right. As soon as the race starts, push down on the gas. You should be able to keep up with the other racers. But whatever you do, don't push the red button until I say so. What's the red button do? It'll make the car go super fast, but if you use it too early, the car might be too difficult to control. So wait for my signal.
5: Okay, okay, I'll wait.
7: All right, racers. Whether you're at the starting line or not, we are starting the race. Doesn't make much difference to me. I'm still getting my paycheck. Start your engine! On your marks, get set, go! Whoa,
5: everyone else is so much faster than me.
1: Don't let them bother you. Just keep going at a steady speed.
7: Well, this race is shaping up to be just like every other one. In fact, I'd say the only difference is that one racer is lagging way behind everybody else. Not really sure why I'm even mentioning that, though. It's not like he has some sort of secret weapon that could repel him ahead of everybody else.
5: Himini, he's talking about me. I think it's time to push the button.
0: No,
1: it's too
5: early. Oh, but I'm so far behind everyone else. At this rate, I won't even finish the race.
1: Eric, you cannot handle this that comes with that button?
5: Only one way to find
7: out. Push! Whoa! whoa! Whoa, what's this? The Last Place Racer has taken off at blazing fast speed. He's swerving all over the course. I've never seen such swift and irritated driving, but somehow he's staying in complete control. And more importantly, I'm not bored anymore. Whoever this is, he's completely changing the underground racing world. He's passing everybody. Nobody can catch him now. He's done it. The newcomer has done it. He's won the race and taught me that I, the greatest announcer in the history of the sport, can manifest
1: my dream
7: if I just believe in myself.
1: Eric, what did I tell you?
5: I know what you said about the button, but I can't ignore my racing instincts.
1: Besides, we won the race. You got lucky this time. You could have completely wiped out going that fast. Next time, you need to listen to me. We're supposed to be a team, Eric.
5: If we really were a team, you'd trust that I know what I'm doing.
1: You literally got in the wrong side of the car.
5: Because all doors look the same to me. You know that. You might know how to build cars, but I know how to win. And in racing, that's all that matters. I'm
7: going solo.
1: Fine. We'll see how far you get without me. If I can say
7: one thing with full confidence, it's that this kid's going far. Whether he has anyone else on his team or not. In fact, let's get him his own racing theme song for what's sure to be his quick and meteoric rise to the top. There he goes, there's that quick racer, so incredibly quick.
2: Blazing fast round the track, he's the racer known as Eric. He is so famous, now his star is burning bright. He's winning every race, he's winning left and right And if you think you can't beat him, it's too late, he's number
4: one He'll drive right past you with
2: his bright red
4: body.
7: Welcome back, racers and racing fans, to the first Underground Grand Prix. As I, the very handsome and underpaid announcer predicted with frightening accuracy, Eric, the new racer from who knows where, has risen to the top of the underground racing world. Yes, yes, it's me,
5: the famous Eric from the song. Uh, The most important thing to remember is that I got this far all
7: by myself. Bold words from the top racer. Surely no one can challenge him now. Hold on just a second. I'm getting word that there's a brand new challenger entering the race, known only as the mysterious Racer N. Racer N? Wait a minute. Nimini, is
1: that you? What? Uh, No, I'm Racer N, like the announcer said. Once again, that's Racer N. N as in Nimini. Ugh. fine. I can't hide under this luchador mask any longer. It's me, Eric. You think you can toss me aside and take all the glory for yourself? Think again! I've built a race car that's even faster than yours, and I'm gonna take you
3: down. We'll be right back.
0: Finally,
5: a worthy adversary.
1: Don't act so cocky, Eric. I'm about to take you to school. I learned to drive from the most skilled drivers at Achus. Bless you. Peter?
7: Have you been here this whole time? Yeah. Sorry, I was just looking for a drive through
1: burger monarch, but the traffic down here is a nightmare.
0: E-e-e-e. Out of my way!
1: Okay. This was kind of between us. Okay.
0: Have fun! Ha-ha!
7: The Grand Prix is about to begin. Racers, on your marks. Get set. Go!
5: Grand button right away.
7: Ha! There's no way Nimini catches me now. Wow! An unexpected development. Racer N is following closely behind Eric, riding his slipstream to use his own speed against him. And it looks
1: like he's having trouble shaking her off of his tail.
7: Yeah! Hey, whoa.
1: the get off of me. If that's what you want. This has been fun, but I'll see you at the finish line. Better button
7: parts. Racer N has used her own red button, screenshotting herself around Eric and sending him into a tailspin. Whoa! Ah. Come on, come on. Eric's car has been damaged, and he cannot get it to start back up. For someone who just a few moments ago was on top of the racing world, this must be incredibly humiliating. Even I'm tempted to laugh at him, but I'm a professional, so I'll do that off mic. (laughs)
1: Ugh, I can't leave him like that. (laughs) Oh, another twist! Racer N is backing up all the way to Eric's car!
5: Eric... What is it, Nemini? Did you come here to gloat?
1: I'm not here to gloat. I'm here to help. After
5: the way I treated you? I don't deserve it.
1: Yeah, definitely not. But you don't deserve to be left out here on the racetrack either. We've both gotten so caught up in the competitiveness of racing that we've forgotten what racing is all about.
5: <gasps> you mean...
1: That's right. Family. Even though we're more like work friends.
5: The drivers in Swift and Irritated are work friends. The strongest kind of family. But Nemini, how are we supposed to get out of here?
1: Well, I did add a little something special to both of these cars. Secret button? Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Incredible! It looks like their cars are
7: interlocking to form some sort of double car. They've joined forces!
5: Do you think we can catch up to the rest of the racers? There's only one way to find out.
7: Family Family button. button! Racer in and Eric are hurtling down the track like a fireball on a mission. This will be the than anything I've ever seen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 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 And they've crossed the finish line. We did it. Yes. Racer Inn and Eric have come in last place. Huh? Last? Word of advice to all racers out there, if you spend the middle of a race having a long conversation, everyone else will have plenty of time to pass you. The winner of the Underground Grand Prix is some guy named Peter. Go,
3: go
4: Peter, go, go,
0: go Peter. Go, go Peter, go! Woohoo! Check it out! I want a free bottle of milk.
4: I
7: don't think this came from a cow. Or an almond.
1: Huh? Well, I guess we lost.
5: That's okay. The most fun I had racing was when we were racing together.
1: Same! Should we celebrate by doing another story?
3: Yeah!
5: And here to introduce it is the author.
3: Hi, I'm Layla. I'm 10 years old and I live in California. This is my story, the opera. It's not boring this time.
1: Welcome home, Mr. President. Planet what in the world are all the letters in the chalkboard is grateful for your return.
7: I wish I were arriving with good news from Earth, but our planet is facing a grave threat. Now tell me, am I looking at the home of Alien Girl?
1: According to our intelligence, she's inside, chilling. You're sure she's the right one for the mission?
7: I'm certain. Approaching the door now.
6: Huh? Who's knocking on my door? Did I win a free surprise pizza? You're not a free surprise pizza.
7: I'm afraid not.
6: Hold on a second. You have rainbow colored laser beam eyes and they're playing disco music? You must be the president.
7: It's nice to meet you, alien girl. I know you're just a child, but I'm here today because I need you to go on a mission. You must go to Earth to attend the opera.
6: Ew, you mean that thing where peeps sing songs with voices that are totes too high?
7: I'm afraid so.
6: But it's so boring.
7: I need you to put a stop to the performance. This year's opera singers are villains, and they're planning to give everybody serious ear infections by singing way too high.
6: Ear infections are totes bad.
7: Totes bad, indeed. But it gets worse. The villains are running nonstop ads for the opera which means that almost everybody on Earth will attend. Once those evil opera singers are through with Earth, we're next.
6: I can't stand the opera, and I can't stand ear infections. I'll do it, Prez.
7: What? I'm sorry, I I can't hear you over my eyeball laser disco music.
6: (sighs) Wow. I had no idea I could stop music by using the power of screaming.
7: Maybe you can use that to stop the evil opera singers.
6: No, I'll do something different. Oh, okay. Either way, I'll accept this mission, Prez.
7: Great! In order to blend in on Earth, you'll need a costume that makes you look human. Luckily, I've brought along my inflatable president's wardrobe.
6: This wardrobe is as big as an average-sized human house.
7: And I've got the perfect outfit for you. That's right.
6: Do you need some help?
7: No, no, I got it. Ah! Oh. <laughs> here you go. It's a robot costume. With this, you'll blend in perfectly. Uh,
6: Prez, that does not make me blend in. Hold on, let me take a look. Oh, uh, let me just move. Wait, I got a lot of stuff in here. Oh. Ha, this costume is perf
7: but Alien Girl, that's the exact same costume.
6: Nah, uh the one you picked out is one size too small.
7: You're right, Alien Girl. No one will recognize you in that. Now, let's get you to the rocket ship.
6: Prez, I gotta admit something, I'm soups nervous.
7: Listen, I don't mean to be rude, but you should be. I'm counting on you to put a stop to the opera. Ew.
6: Sorry. I guess I'll just step into the rocket ship and.
7: Good luck, alien girl! Our worlds are counting on you.
6: Finally! I made it to the opera! The
2: opera will commence in three
6: minutes. I'm gonna totes be late. And this line is like a billion people long. I'll have to, like, shove my way to the front. Excuse me, I gotta... excuse me. Excuse me, check-in guy. I'm first.
4: Whoa, dude. You can't just cut the line.
6: I just did.
4: Whatever. Just tell me your name so I can verify your reservation.
6: Oh, no. I don't have a reservation.
4: Did you say you don't have... Which
6: means I have to do whatever it takes. Charge!
4: Oh, don't tackle me, brah.
6: I'm in. I'm proud of everything I've done so far, especially tackling that guy. You're standing on my spleen. Sorry. Hey, you in the robot costume. Stop right there. Uh Uh-oh, security. Time to make a run for it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, come back here. Hey, you scoundrels. Don't lock the door on us. That was close. (gasps) It's starting! There they are on stage, the evil opera singers. I'm so close to defeating them, but I have to wait for the right moment to attack.
7: And now we, the evil, I mean the regular, not evil opera singers,
2: will perform our opening bow, leaving us vulnerable
0: to attacks. Nobody attack us as we bow. We're bowing.
6: This! is my opening, attack! Go! let go! I'll let you go, all right, high into the sky using my alien super strength. Uh... Now, for the rest of you evil opera singers. Huh? No. I did it! I've thrown all the evil opera singers straight into the moon. Nobody's getting an ear infection tonight. Not so fast, realistic robot girl. You can't just barge on stage and throw the performers into space. You're going
7: to Opera Jail.
3: <gasps> oh. Oh,
7: <laughs> well, now hold on there. There's no need to be sad. Opera Jail's actually not bad at all. There's a velvet sofa and a bowl of Security. apples. Security,
6: and- like these aren't tears of sadness. I've always wanted to go to Opera Jail. What? But why? I've just always imagined it was like the opera, but, like, not boring. That's exactly what it's like. Also, we sometimes bring you
0: free surprise pizzas.
6: This is the happiest day of my life.
7: Excellent work, alien girl. I knew I could count on you.
6: Thanks, Prez. Here, you can take back your robot costume.
7: i <laughs> need a hand with it. The...
6: By gum! That was a costume! It sure was. The end! Go. Oh.
1: And now Lee speaks with the author.
0: Layla, your story is so amazing.
3: Thank you.
0: How did you write it?
3: I wanted to write a story for Story Pirates for a very long time. And then I think I just thought, like, what if we include, like, aliens? Um, Because, I don't know, I feel like an alien going to a human place, it's been done before, but it could also be very original.
0: It's a perfect setup for comedy, right?
3: Yeah, that too.
0: (laughs) Have you ever been to the opera?
3: I haven't, but I have, like, seen videos on, like, the internet. And I think it's really cool how people can actually have their voices like that.
0: Can you describe some of the qualities of opera for someone who might not know or not have seen any videos of it before?
3: It can be, like, a theater, and there are people... And they're normally, like, dressed up, and they're on a stage, and you can sit down, and they sing. Sometimes they incorporate, like, acting into it, but other times it can be just singing. And normally when they sing, their voices are very loud and, like, soulful, kind of.
0: Would you go see an opera if you had the opportunity?
3: Um, I think I would, just for the experience.
0: What about, like, suggestions for topics for operas? Like, if you were suddenly the artistic director of a major opera and you got to decide, like, what the new operas were going to be about, do you have any ideas for good stories or plots?
3: Maybe one completely set on a different planet with, like, I don't know, machines and stuff.
0: I love the idea of a sci-fi opera.
3: Yeah, that could be cool.
0: Do you know what's cool, though, about opera and and even like symphonies and orchestras like back in the day a long time ago when they were very popular? The thing I have to remind myself is like people didn't get to hear music as much as we do these days. Do you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, it's not like they would have a phone so they could listen to whatever songs they wanted whenever they wanted. <laughs>
0: And so if you're not hearing music on a day-to-day basis and then you go to the opera, it makes sense to me that opera would be really emotional, right? Like it would be like a big sound and something that would really make you feel something.
3: Yeah, it would definitely be very exciting.
0: Is there something about experiencing an event like that with other people that makes it more special?
3: Maybe just because if it was like just me, that would kind of feel a little weird being like... Where's everybody else? But if there's other people that were equally as excited as I was, that would probably make me even more excited.
0: Yeah, you're feeding off each other. Yeah. Layla, this has been so awesome to talk to you.
3: Thank you. You too. Bye-bye.
0: Bye. Now it's time for Story Pirates Roll Call. up from a seven-year-old in the UK named Ferd, we have a story called Couscous is Delicious, which it is, but this story is also kind of like Kafka's metamorphosis, but for couscous, which means it's a nightmare scenario where you turn into couscous one morning and you can't turn back. I guess there's worse foods to turn into. Thanks, Ferd. Shout out to Faith, an eight-year-old in California who asks the age-old question, Why does the state of Pennsylvania have a name that sounds like pencil? Like the writing utensil, pencil. So in her story, Pennsylvania, Faith takes that concept even further, filling the world with pencils, books, writing utensils, and erasers. Thanks, Faith! In The Dragon Who Ate the Snake by Benjamin, a nine-year-old in Connecticut, we are reminded that if you are invited over to dinner and they're not serving any food, Make sure that you're not the food, but don't worry. Benjamin's story has a very happy ending because the snake finds the love of their life in the stomach of the dragon that just ate them. (laughs) Awesome job, Benjamin. And finally, from a seven-year-old in Michigan named Isabella, we have a beautifully illustrated story called The Singing Blobs. And I just love the use of color in this story. Isabella does an incredible job illustrating all the different blobs their shapes, their faces but also the colors that they all are and they look really really good together. I'd really love for you to see it. You can do that and read all of today's Roll Call stories at storypirates.com podcast That was bro- Now it's time for you to write us a story. And if you don't know what to write, here's a story spark from Layla, the author of the opera It's Not Boring This Time.
3: Tips: write us a story about a character that experiences something really crazy, but nobody else believes it. Tell us what they experienced, why no one believes them, and most of all, how they convince everyone it really happened.
0: That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening and a big thanks to today's authors, Leo and Layla. Grown-ups can submit kids' stories and story sparks at storypirates.com. And remember, every single story we receive gets some love, some story love. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, stay creative and stay kind. Bye. Bye! The Story Pirates Podcast is a production of Story Pirates Studios. Executive produced by Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. This episode was produced by Sam Baer, Mike Cavallon, McKenna Cox, Minswe Karami, Mahela Lawrence, Peter McNerney, Andrew Miller, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Rachel Manitsky, and Nimini Ware. Our theme song was written by Bobby Lord and produced by Brendan O'Grady. Roll Call Theme by Andrew Barbado. Musical scoring by Jack Mitchell and Eric Gerson. Our head writer is Minzwi Karami. Staff writers are Mike Cavallon, Mahela Lawrence, and Alexis Simpson. And contributing writers are Peter McNerney, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, and Austin Sanders. This episode features performances by Eric Austin, Maydell Clarice, Langston Darby, Chris Ferry, Janine Hogan, Caroline Lux, Pat May, Peter McNerney, Jack Mitchell, Cat Montezzi, Joshua Nasser, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Bill Schaefer, Harry Wood, and Nimini Ware. Well, It Happened Again was written by Austin Sanders and produced by Eric Gerson. Quick Racer was written by Minswee Karami and Jack Mitchell and produced by Jack Mitchell. Well, I'm still here. Yeah, I've been stuck inside this T-Rex's stomach for the whole episode. Yeah, that's why I was barely in it. Honestly, I don't even know how it happened. It's like the old saying goes, I woke up like this. But it's not so bad, I guess. Someone left an e-book down here, and weirdly, the internet still works in here. So I can download as many books as I want. Yeah, it's really nice to have an excuse to just hunker down and do some reading for pleasure. <laughs> you know, it's kind of cozy, too, in here. The stomach acid really isn't so bad, and I just have to avoid the intestine opening so I don't, you know, come out the wrong side. Well, enough of that. Back to my book. Ah, <sighs> Just settle on in. Mmm. Does smell weird in here, though.
3: It smells very weird.